and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC, Ted T.S. Spiridis, and Katie Spiridis. And, uh, you know, big first episode um, since our, our week-long break, looking to get, you know, back in the swing of things. Um, you guys feeling full? Oh, yeah. It's December. Yeah. Um, Here we are. You know, it's not Happy New Year yet, but, you know, it's we, we haven't Merry seen Christmas. anyone since uh, since last month. Um what uh yeah what's going on today it feels good to get back at it um you know breaks are nice but i know i personally enjoy what i do for work so it's nice to get back into the routine and get back on the field but breaks and being with the family always a great time definitely feels like a monday but we're getting back into it it's good to have routine yeah a couple more weeks and then it's christmas yeah so um Last week, you know, bunch of interviews, bunch of guys coming through, you know, to get on the podcast, uh, creating buzz. So uh, we got a bunch of content kind of lined up, you know, for the next few weeks at least. Um, Really a special guest, a guy who I met about a year, year and a half ago, I think now, um, Merrick, and uh, had a great interview with him. And he kind of brings a different, you know, I feel like we've gotten a good variety of interviews, you know, some D3, some D2, some some of this, some of that. Some non-lacrosse people. Yeah, some non-lacrosse people, um, you know, a really good non-lacrosse person kind of coming up here too. Um, you know, with Merrick, he went the JUCO route before going D2. So yeah. um, he's. I think he's like the only, the only person I know who went that route. Um, so, you know, another perspective and um, you know, he's another, another kind of younger coach. Um, he's just, just a little older than me and kind of early into the game and just got a new job at, um, Hill Murray. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, just, it, it was a good, good chat with him. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I think he plays box with you. Is that correct? Yep. On the week Kings. Yep. Cool. And, um, and, and also, I don't know how much you guys touched on this in your interview, but he, he's part of a another club in the twin cities. So yeah. that does, you know, I, I don't want to say it's the, the same thing that we do. They certainly have their, sure. Their things that they do, but um, you know, a guy that definitely gets what life is like as a, in, in the club lacrosse business or industry, yes. you know, he knows what we go through on a day to day basis. We know what he goes through. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they, they obviously have kind of their, there are things that they do, but, and again, I don't know how much, I know you did the interview with them and not sure how much you touched on that, but always cool to talk with our colleagues, even though they're quote unquote competitors. Sure. Uh, I feel like a lot of those competitors are almost colleagues in, in a sense, like, you know, you like just knowing what we go through yeah. each other kind of thing and being in the industry. So, yeah, it was good to talk shop. Um, you know, he, he, he's with the Minnesota loons, which again, they, they have a facility like we do. They have the club things, you know, he, co- you know, so he's doing, and they, they do some different programming than yeah. we do, but yeah, like you said, um, a lot of similar stuff. So it's always good to talk yeah, shop with those guys. Sure. Um, Ted's, uh, Ted, you kind of came in and you're like, Hey, yeah, I got something, to, I got something to rant about. So, uh, you know, last time, you know, you went on the towel rant and uh, the people yeah. loved it. The people yeah. loved it. So I'm hoping we go two for two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone sent you like follow up articles. Yeah. About towel situations in yeah. lo- men's locker rooms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was such a thing. Yeah. No, somebody did send me, uh, I guess Ed Reed was quoted on a press conference or something. Ed Reed, former 
uh, or does he still play? I don't even know. I think he's he retired. Uh, but a long time safety for the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, yeah. Hall of Fame safety. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow NFL football at all, you know who Ed Reed is, and um, you know he had kind of a similar. I guess, rant about his teammates oh, sure. that were leaving towels in the locker room or weren't picking up their tape yeah. and trash and saying like, you know, we have volunteers or we have, you know, clean up staff that, you know, keep this place tidy for us. But like, you know, you're a grown man. You can't walk five feet to a trash can. So right. kind of a similar, similar thing. Um, so that was, that was fun to, you know, obviously it resonated with people and, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, whatever, I guess, I don't know, but. Um, what do you have today? You know, and I don't know if this is much of a rant. Uh, maybe it is, but you know, obviously over the break, just kind of having time to sit and and scroll through social media. Yeah, um, which is probably the first mistake because then it just you know if you scroll on social media, you're you're bound to find something to piss you off. Gasoline it, on the fire. It really is. Wow. Um, Mine's all the things that I get ads for that I cannot afford. Yeah. So I don't know how Instagram has automatically <laughs> yeah. tripled my salary. But I, they give yeah. me ads for things I yeah. can't in my wildest dreams. Yeah, purchase. every day I get an ad for some new brand of orange tennis shoe. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I must click on those yeah. ads. I benefited once yeah, from one of from those the, ads for you. Ads. So yeah. I don't think I've ever bought anything, but mine's always like, well, I've been looking at like new, like a guest room bed. So I'm getting all these mattresses. Like, thankfully, there's sales now going on, yeah. but... So, Still. yeah, so I'm, I'm scrolling through social media and obviously uh, on the 36 account, whether you follow other lacrosse people or not, the people I do follow, follow those accounts. So things pop up. Yeah. And I think it was Ty Sanders or one of the, one of the media people for lacrosse, yeah. inside lacrosse, made a comment about how great it was. Like the, they're talking about the president's cup in Florida and there was a boys event in Florida as well. I might've seen something on this continue. And he was like, this is how it should be done because fall lacrosse in the Midwest and in the mid Atlantic sucks Mm. because it's 20 degrees. It snows. The fields are soaking wet. Nobody wants to be there. The coaches are freezing their butts off trying to recruit the parents are freezing. The kids don't want to be playing. You're, it's not fun. You're missing fall sport. Like and they're usually too early. Where, like a, you said, like the conflicting with football, there's college a lot, football. There's a lot of things about fall lacrosse that you know aren't done well, or not 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 done well, but that are just kind of negative. And we've talked about this with our programming here about why we didn't do a fall tournament this year. So yeah. you know, you can go back and listen to that, but he was actually coming from a more positive place of like we like we were down in Florida the coaches loved being outside the, yeah. the weather was nice you know everyone it, got a break from the stuff we're dealing with got like a break it, from weather yeah. it kind of made it a little bit more uh, enjoyable experience yeah, for yeah. everyone yeah and you know again it's twitter so whether whatever you say someone's going to get in and just start stirring the pot but Somebody, somebody replied to it and said, you know, why would anyone from the mid-Atlantic ever travel? We have coaches everywhere, like no need to line the pockets of an event in Florida when we can have any coach look at our kid, you know, just, and, and again, he might be right, but well, it wasn't well, necessary. Let me rephrase that. He might not, that, that person might not be wrong, might not be wrong. 
Um, and certainly it, it, on the East Coast, there's more opportunity to get seen by a college coach because they, they could, like a college could have three high schools near the college. They could go check out or right. whatever. And let's compare to Minnesota quickly and hockey, right? Yeah. There, there's five, six D1 programs I can name off the top of my head, no problem, that are in the state. And you, you could probably get away with playing 99% of the time in the state of Minnesota. And if you're really good, get recruited. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, if you go to a mid-season Edina Minnetonka hockey game. Yep. You're going to see every college program in the in a 500 mile radius there. Yep. And you're going to see 12 NHL scouts there. Yep. Just because of the level of talent that yep. we have here, and the same thing on the East Coast for lacrosse. Okay. So again, might not be wrong, but it was such an unnecessary like turn into like let's hate on club teams and let's hate on so arrogant and hate on like you know. I get some people might not like Ty Zanders because he, he has a you know opinion and sure. he's a media guy. So like, you know, 25% of people will hate you when you're in the media, no matter what side you're on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mm. it kind of started this string. And again, now I'm getting fired up and looking through and it was yeah. like all club lacrosse is a money grab and, and all these recruiting events is a money grab. You'll never get recruited by going to these. Like you're just going to spend money for no reason. And then someone's like, I can't afford this crap. Like, it's it's cost so much for my kid to be blah 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 blah, and you know being in the business of club sports, like yes we we make money doing what we do, and it doesn't mean that we're bad for doing that. Are there clubs that maybe take money and don't provide a good service? I'm sure there are. Um, are there opportunities that are really cheap that are really great? I'm sure there are, but. Again, we get kind of roped into this stereotype of like, like we're just trying to take people's money and then not deliver anything. And it's right. like, you got to remember, there's like an exchange for yeah, the money, and, and, and like there's it's like you're paying for a service. And you're right, some yeah. might abuse that or not follow through on yeah. their on what they're charging for. But yeah, some of those recruiting events could be money grabs. But at the same time, some of them yeah. you are putting your money into something good so that they can provide a quality event for you. Mm -hmm. Get these coaches there, and you might get recruited out of it. Yeah, and and so it it was it was just a complete free for all about, you know. Again, I think there's a lot of people that don't like traveling sports and I, even one comment said there should be no clubs it should only be high school teams traveling or playing each other and like there's no such mm. thing as club and i'm like okay you know yeah, whatever. whatever again entitled their opinion but um, they might have a great high school team and a it, great conference and of course, too where you are in the country yeah. like will make a difference in your opinion on that like in minnesota like you reference pmac with hockey you don't necessarily need to be on a club team to, to be a great hockey player in Minnesota. You can just play in your local community and play at your high school and get great coaching, get great opportunities, get very Looks, high level play. Yeah. I, I agree with that statement, <clears throat> but uh, okay. Even in hockey, you are playing triple a or yeah. you're, you, or you're going out for the U 15 selects. Um, so yes, I would, uh, for the high level players. Sure. 99% of what you're, let's say 90 even percent of what you're doing is in your backyard. Is it, is in Minnesota. Yeah. But even those high-level players are going to say, you know, if you if you make the U15s, you're going out to New York and and what what not for the USA travel stuff and and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah. I I agree, but I also disagree. Yeah, and yeah, and I think you have to remember that travel sports or elite teams or club teams or whatever you want to call it 
are a experience and a service just like anything else. Like for sure. I could be jacked without going to lifetime. Like I could do push-ups and sit-ups and pull-ups in my own house. Yeah. I could run outside. Yeah. But a lot of people go to the health club for mm-hmm. the amenities. Yeah. For yeah. convenience, for the same thing. I, I don't want to run outside in the winter in Minnesota. Right. I want to have a place I can train I don't ever inside. Run. And th- and that's a monthly membership. Or you could get to work and back driving a Toyota, but people buy Cadillacs and people buy BMWs mm-hmm. and and or, luxury or, or, or Porsches. Yeah. It, because again, that's a choice. That like, hey, I I like this thing. And again, like. It's I think club lacrosse or club sports are the same thing is like it's a there's a there's a lot of reasons why somebody would play. Yeah. And it's not always about just getting recruited. I know right. that's the narrative. So I've talked I, I even talked to Peyton, um, you know, about her experience playing in Florida with another club. She played with the PA yeah. Express. And uh she was like, Oh yeah, you know, some some of the girls from PA didn't um, come down with the team. So that's, that was a part of the reason why she was able to hop on that team. I was like, Oh, you know, are they, you know, in winter sports or, you know, whatever. I I don't know how he got to talking about it. And she was like, Oh no, it's just some of the girls didn't want to get recruited. So they didn't see the full value on going to this event specifically because it was a recruiting event. It was like, Oh, that makes sense. But then if you reverse it back to this conversation, why play club sports? Okay. Oh, if I don't want to get recruited, well, there's a million other reasons why yeah. you would play club sports. You're still going to get better at lacrosse. You're playing, you know, you're going to meet more, you know, new people from different communities. Um, we offer training specifically in our club. So, you know, you could get coached and, and, and work on your game here. Um, the and, the, gear. and the, the gear, cool. Yep. The branding and the, you know, that whole bit. Yeah. Chrome dome helmets. Let's go. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then the traveling experience. Sure, they, they didn't want to go to Florida for that event specifically, but going to events um, with your new friends. With your um, family. With your family. Going all around the country um, is awesome. Even when I played in college, that's one of the best experiences is playing against different teams around the country, traveling. Yeah. Like, you, you, you can never take that away from me because I have those experiences now. It's, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And- I also think that something that I think I'm going to start promoting more is just kind of that sense of community that kids these days are really getting, I won't say kids, I won't say kids these days either because I'm one of them. And like, yeah, we're, still we're, kids. we're all stuck in our own world of social media that is false, it's fake, it's a fake world. Mm-hmm. And that we're losing that sense of like a shared space, a shared community, that sociological thing that happens when you're with a group of people and I think even now too high schoolers are getting bigger class sizes are getting bigger kids are leaving their high school and going to Normandale or PSEO so now you're losing out on that sense of community and I think that's a really big part of human nature to feel shared space to feel comforted by people around you um and just knowing that like you're you're supported by this net of others and like-minded others and especially for like teens at playing sports is their way to get that as adults we can choose do i want to go work out with a group of people who do i work with who do i you know live with if you have roommates or if you choose to live with family that sports for kids and teenagers 
is a way for them to have this community and then one you have you can have two options you can have your high school team and then you can have this club team too that's going to be a completely different experience completely different attitudes and mindsets of somewhat like-minded they're obviously all for the same all there for the same reason but at the same time meeting people from other schools other communities that might have different trends and different values than you do and i think just exposing yourself to that the younger the better and yeah. and yeah they're all there to play lacrosse so clearly they all have something in common so it's not like you're throwing yourself in a complete completely diverse situation but there is going to be some diversity that comes with the communities that you surround yourself with and, and that's all we all crave that we all crave community and that's something that's just so overlooked and i mean not to mention the the plethora of other benefits that come from team sports in general that we could get into on another day but yeah i think that's huge and i mean we've had players come up to us and and say like i have no interest in in playing after high school but i love playing here because i like you said i could come to the training facility i can see my friends i it's a positive environment Mm -hmm. you know i have mentors i have call um peers that uh, again so um someone you know and not to just hate on all the haters. There was someone who replied to this Twitter thread and sure. said, you know, I had I had a son that went through the club thing and, and the recruiting thing. And he's like, I spent a lot of money and we we're from California. We went the South, we went North, we went East Coast. He wanted to do the Division One thing. We visited schools, ended up going to school somewhere that we didn't think he was going to go to. Yeah. And he's like, it was a ton of money and I wouldn't trade any of those moments for anything because right. I got to, you know, travel with him and I right. got to visit schools and got to be with them and have, it was something we could do together. Mm-hmm. And I think the, again, I know that it's easy to sell your club team with the promise of recruiting. Right. It's kind of like, like, it's like the get rich quick or the yeah. lose weight fast type thing. Like yeah. sign up for us, we'll get you recruited. And that's really focused on parents writing the checks to yeah. the club. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. That everybody's entitled. You gotta pay for service. Everybody's for entitled to run their business how they want to run their business. And you know, again, that that is valuable to some people mm-hmm. to be like, if I play here, like this club has a connection to get me to whatever you know, my, whatever my kid wants or whatever right. I want for my kid. We, that's an, a separate conversation. Well, and also kind of finding out what's not working. Like you can edit this out, but your mom always talks about how when you were going around doing your AAA hockey thing, it was just the two of you and she would bring you to all those things. And that was really high quality time that she got to spend with just you and her. Yeah. And it's like, same thing could go if the whole family can't go on these trips you know, you're getting you're getting one on one time with your kid, learning about them as a human, your your kids learning about what if you go through all that and he ends up staying right here at St. Thomas or whatever, like you not playing hockey or something. But it's like, well, you learn that you didn't want to go there. Yeah, there's there's some so, of that one on one. And other and, times it, she would load up our suburban. Yeah, and, and everybody take, goes. Well, no, not even oh. our family, but take four other teammates. Right. And we, yep. she she'd be the one. All right. Like. You know, your parents are busy or whatever. Let's go. We're like, going. Yeah. So it, and I, and yeah. it's almost like I don't have kids, but I think parents would m- maybe back me up on this, that you'd want them to figure that out before they make that decision of like, yeah. if we were doing all that big time recruiting things, we're going out east, we're going out east, we're going out east. And then they decide 
I actually just want to stay here and stay close to home. Aren't you glad you you figured that out and they chose to go to St. Thomas or St. John's or something? Because like, then there would be that what if. Yeah. What, and then the, what if, if I did those things, right. would I have that opportunity? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you went you went all in. Right. I'm hitting stuff. I'm running into stuff now. <laughs> no, you, get fired you, up. You, you went all in. You did everything you could. Maybe you even had that D1 sniff. Yep. Hey, no, this is what I actually want. Yeah, like that parent that was like, it's worth the money. It's like, yeah. you want them to figure that out under your, you know, under your wing. Yeah. And, and maybe, and you know, whatever, kids figure it out on any timeline. It's not saying that's the most terrible thing to go and come home and, or, you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, us, it, it, it could, there's a lot of ways you could spin it. Yeah. And, and, and so I think, I guess, moral of the story is, yeah. is that yeah. like, everybody's entitled to, to make money doing what they do professionally. And, and, you know, I, I kind of feel like the market will, will tell you if, if you're, you know, if you're just a money grab, yeah, you won't last very long. Right. A lot of the people that I talk to really enjoy some aspect or some value of that club they play in. Right. Like, Outside of lacrosse though too. Or, or just even from a business transaction of like, you know, we, we want to, go to this event so we play in at this club right. or we like that practice is is five minutes away that's where we practice or the facility's five minutes away that's why we play there uh, my best friend plays there mm-hmm. um i really love this coach that coaches in that club yeah there's a lot of reasons to play in a club and then you have to just have some self-awareness of like we're spending x dollars are we getting value like that's just yeah it takes five minutes to right. just sit down and be like you know, is my kid happy? Are are they getting the results that this club promised? Um, if, if not, then figure out if, if that matters to you. Some people right. might go, oh, you know what? Maybe he didn't get as, isn't as great as I thought he was going to be or right. she, but he made some great friendships and we don't really know where he's going to end up. We know what I mean. So yeah, like, yeah. But like, just to like outwardly say club elite team lacrosse is bad because like they charge money to do it. And like, yeah. again, it's nobody, nobody's yeah. putting a gun to your head and telling you, you have to play. So, right. you know, anyway, that, that kind of fired me up, yeah. you know, again, because it was kind of attacking what, what we do. Right. And right. it was uh, like everybody's rant on Twitter that everybody has the freedom to just say, yeah. wah, wah, wah. And yeah, it's an easy, easy target, easy pick. Yeah. So, yep. and, and, you know, for every, for every, comment of you know club lacrosse is corrupt or whatever i know a high school coach who's just as corrupt you know (laughs) sending kids trying to get kids to go to their club and Mm -hmm. promising playing time or you know fear of not playing right right. or whatever so you know and we're not here to call people out but it happens on both sides but when you're in a high school program you have a little bit of massed amnesty i guess of being you know, so-and-so, you know, it, it, you're cushioned a little bit. You don't, you're not as free of a target. So, you know, for anybody who is, is listening, that's like anti-club, I guess, um, you know, may may do a little deeper research and see, see what's going on. But anyway, good rant. Um, we're going to close it there and, uh, shoot it over to Merrick. Yeah. I'm going to shoot it over to Merrick. Merrick, uh, thanks for coming on. It was good to hear your story and, um, we'll talk to everyone next week. Sounds good. And welcome to Down the Alley. Uh, this week we have a very special guest, um, Merrick. Is it Reagan? Reagan. Actually. Reagan. Yeah. Sorry about that. No I, sh- I should Get know that. Um, 
Uh, played with him, met him through kind of box across in Minnesota. Uh, he's got kind of a, a, a unique path, or at least, you know, a unique path to the visitors we've had so far. Uh, played Juco, played D2, um, and just uh, just announced the new head coach of Hill Murray High School. So super excited for him. Um, and also the director of Loons Lacrosse. Merrick, welcome to Down the Alley. Thanks for having me. How's it going today? How's how's the fall? Uh, it's going great. You know, we'd kind of just like everyone else in Minnesota, wrapping up our fall ball season and kind of making that transition into, you know, doing a lot of indoor training. And now that the weather's starting to take a turn, so uh, you know we're constantly busy, but doing what we love. So it's been great. Yeah. Um, I I think I might have forgot something on your resume. Are you still coaching at Northwestern? Uh, that's right. Yeah, still- I am. I am the uh, D coordinator over at Northwestern, or assistant coach, have you, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I've been helping out there for uh, this will be my third season now, and and that's been a lot of fun as well. Kind of get to coach a different age group of kids and and run some different stuff. So it's like it's a good change of pace. Right on. How how's that team looking? How you know we're North Central is going to play you every spring, so. Um, you know, how, how has the fall gone for you guys? So the fall is good. Um, you know, across the board fall and going into this next spring semester, coach Sanders has uh, done an awesome job getting guys on campus and, and creating, you know, awareness for the, uh, UNW lacrosse program. So, uh, we're pretty happy with our numbers and our guys that are coming out. Um, you know, fall ball is kind of barely satisfying the itch of getting out there to play. So, so we're definitely looking forward to getting started in the spring, but. It was a blast. Yeah, my uh, brother. I don't know. I'm sure you yeah. met him, Dylan. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he hasn't played lacrosse before, but going to Northwestern, doing his thing, and you know, he saw me play all the way through, and he's like, "Oh, I might, you know, my try." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, do it." You know, they probably need yeah. guys and stuff. So, cool. Right on. Um, you know what? You know, I, I guess while we're on the topic, let's kind of pump. You know, the D3 scene in Minnesota. Um, you know, D3, you know, there's two schools, um, so far, I think there's been rumors of more schools getting added, but, um, sitting at, you know, two schools right now, um, you know, in, in the last, I guess, two years for you, me going to my second year coaching, um, at that level, you know, where have you seen your program, you know, head and go and, you know, where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, so being, you know, one of only two NCAA programs in the state, I feel like uh, it's super important for for us to just create awareness of our program, you know. I, that's huge. Like, most absolutely. people are like, we didn't even know there was NCAA in Minnesota. Correct. Uh, you know, both, you know, North Central and Northwestern are pretty yeah. small schools. Um, and and so it's just getting the word out there that if, you know, you want to play NCAA lacrosse and, and you want to stay in the Midwest, there's an opportunity for you in your home state. And, you know, you and I both know that, there's a lot of talented players that come out of the state of Minnesota. Yep. Um, some will go and, and stay at a school elsewhere and enjoy their time there, and, and some miss home and, and come back. Um, For sure. So where those kids are playing at, you know, great programs like St. Thomas or St. John's, NDSU, um, stuff like that, and having success, um, you know, it's, it's kind of working to carve out ourselves as, as that NCAA niche in Minnesota. So yeah. that's kind of where I see the program going um, yeah. is – continually getting those Minnesota kids um, to come back and, or, you know, stay and play good lacrosse at home. Yeah. Um, do you see, or have you heard, um, 
you know, are we ever going to get a D2 program? Are we ever going to get a D1 program? You know, I've, I've heard, oh, Minnesota is going to add it in five years, but I've been hearing that for 10 years. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. do you see that happening soon? Do you ever see that happening? Or, you know, what do you think? Of Man, that? I don't know. Unfortunately, I think Minnesota is kind of the state of rumors when it comes to heading <laughs> yeah. NCAA lacrosse. So, yeah. You know, yeah, it'd be super awesome if Minnesota added it. But, uh, you know, I don't even think they have boys soccer. So I, I feel like they'll add that oh, before really? lacrosse. Yeah. That, are you talking about the U? I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but you know, Title Nine. But right. you know, I won't go and get into that. Um, so you know, it's tough. Uh, you know, there's certainly with St. Thomas going D1. We'll see if they explore an opportunity in lacrosse. Uh, not Is that necessarily official? Division One. I. I believe so. I believe. Uh, I know they were putting in the in paperwork. 2021. Okay, wow. They're they're making the jump. So. That's pretty sweet. So they're gonna have D1 football. I I don't know. I really honestly don't know a ton of details hmm. on that. I assume it's mainly for football and. And maybe hockey. I don't know if their hockey program is right. successful at St. Thomas. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty good D3 team. You right. Know? right. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not really sure, you know, what their plans are. Yeah. In, and especially in regards to supporting a lacrosse program at all, whether it's yeah. D1, D2, or D3. Um, but, man, talk about a school that you could recruit to, right? Oh, great academics. Yeah. Unreal facilities. Checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's a ton of schools in the state that – you know, I think it'd be a great fit, like a St. Thomas or a St. John's, yeah. uh, even like a Hamlin, you know, in the city. Hamlin um, would be a good, their D3 school, that'd be a good, right. you know, good, could, could, yeah, could support a good D3 team. Right. So, you know, we'd all love that. And, yeah. and I hope that it, you know, some schools kind of make the jump soon. Um, and we'll see where it goes, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess to kind of bring it back, um, you know, I usually like to talk uh you know to our guests about you know especially guys our age um and older you know we're we're the state of hockey not the state of lacrosse um so how did you get introduced to the game were you playing other sports um and again how did you get started yeah good question so i actually was not a hockey kid growing up oh okay. uh, i started yeah, to make assumptions i know i know surprisingly right? I, I could see as a hockey player <laughs> right number one question i got being from from minnesota <laughs> living in new york and north carolina is did you play hockey yeah sorry to disappoint yeah uh but no big fan of the game but anyways how i got started uh i was actually a football kid growing up okay um played football gosh i probably started in like third or fourth grade and uh never looked back from there starting into high school i you know I like to try a lot of new things. So I, I played like a year on the golf team. Uh, I wrestled for a year. Um, and basically what it came down to, you know, me trying lacrosse, I didn't pick up a stick until my sophomore season of high school. And Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it was mainly just something to do in the spring after yeah. football and wrestling was right, over. Right, right, Um And so, you know, my buddies got me out to practice um, and I, I loved it. I never looked back. So What high school did you go to? I went to St. Cloud Tech. St. Cloud Tech. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So when I played, we were MBSLA until my senior year. My senior season, we were uh, MSHSL. You made the jump. Yeah. What year did you graduate? I graduated school? in 2011. Oh, so you're a few years older than me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, started playing then. And and uh, from there, you know, looked at opportunities to play club lacrosse. Um, did so, you know, playing for the Loons in the summer of either 09 or or 2010. Nice. Um, so basically right after you got started. Yeah. Right after yeah, I, nice. right after my first season of ever playing the game. Um, and I just have loved it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess to, to talk about, um, you know, your, your club experience um, through high school, you know, what, 
you know, what did that look like? We were going to a couple events a summer. Was it full on training? Yeah. You know, um, what, what did the club scene look like then? So from what I can remember, it was pretty much loons and Minnesota elite were in town. I think there was, I chill might've had a team or Yeti was around, something like that. There's always a couple random yeah. teams here and there for a year or two. But yeah, 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 definitely. It was MN Elite at that time, and, and Loons has been here for a long time as right. well. Yeah, and so basically what it came down to is my high school coach uh, at the time recommended that I try out for Minnesota Loons, and me being so new to lacrosse, not really knowing anything else, I just showed up to tryouts, and, and long story short, there was only one team, um, and, and being on that team, we traveled to... Chicago Lacrosse Cup, um, Adrenaline Western Shootout back when it was in mm. Sonoma, California. California. So we're going yeah. to Sonoma this summer. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. pumped. That was super fun. So uh, I believe we even stayed in like the dorms on that trip. So it oh, was okay. a pretty cool event. Um, and then Champ Camp. We oh, wow. Okay. Our, right off the bat. Event. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> so that was, a, that was a super fun tournament as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, we practiced a couple times a week. I'd make the trip down from St. Cloud. And yeah. And uh, working with those guys is when, you know, my game, you know, really started to evolve and I started learning, yeah. you know, more in-depth uh, technique, skill sets, what have you about the game. So um, at that time, did Loons do year round programming or was the club no. scene kind of, um, you know, more like summer after high school or whatever? Yeah. So now in the club scene tryouts are usually like six months ahead of time right in, yeah. in the fall yeah um, and then you're training all yeah, winter right. and you know you guys run pretty similar to us yeah exactly um so it's year-round now but back in the day um when i tried out i tried out after my high school season like oh okay yeah and and so you're trying out in june and then okay great you made the team we're going to chicago next week uh, <laughs> that's kind of how it went let's go yeah and uh so it was, that was pretty cool and then uh i believe they were doing <laughs> fall teams i never played fall uh with a club team um, just cause you know, I was playing football or, football or whatever. Or and, uh, um, but I believe that was it just summer and fall. Okay. And then uh, some, you know, small sided training sessions in the winter. Sure. Stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I guess to fast forward, you know, maybe to that, you know, summer before your senior year, what are you thinking? Are you, th are you thinking going to college for football? Are you thinking wrestling or are you thinking lacrosse? Great question. Uh, I think that's kind of the time where I started to realize that college football players are big <laughs> and I, I don't think I fit that mold yeah. uh, too well. Um, that was kind of my goal growing up ever, ever since I started playing football is I'm going to go play college football. And, yeah. and then I kind of started seeing the writing on the wall of like, listen, man, I'm, I'm 5'10", like 160 pounds in yeah. high school. Like maybe I should look at other opportunities. Um, and I love lacrosse and, and still being so new to it, I really didn't know, you know, too well how the recruiting process worked, yeah. anything like that. I was just going out there and, and playing my best and basically fielding any opportunity that came my way at that point. Yeah. Just having a good time. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, I guess, when did you kind of make the, make that flip and, and, and start and, you know, start thinking, okay, maybe, maybe I could play college lacrosse. Uh, right after my first uh, tournament with the loons, actually right after Chicago lacrosse cup. Okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of Midwest coaches that go to that event and, you know, appropriately. So I got reached out to by a few, you know, Midwest D three schools, sure. um, <clears throat> you know, some smaller schools like that. And, and that got me excited of, you know, kind of thinking to myself, wow, this is, you know, 
a real opportunity. Yeah. I can go play college lacrosse somewhere that's a good fit for me right. and, and make it happen. So kind of right after that first tournament is when I decided that I was going to commit to lacrosse and, yeah. and to that recruiting process. Um, and then everyone's kind of recruiting process, recor- recruiting story is different. Every, you know, there's no two that are exactly the same. Right. So what, what was kind of your process and, and how did you go through it? Yeah, so... Basically, when I, uh, you know, was getting ready to graduate, um, me a lot like a lot of other Minnesota kids yeah. are really late in the game yep. in recruiting. Yep. Um, paired with me not fully understanding the process, being you know young and new to the game, and uh, so there's a lot of you know Division three offers that uh, I had or opportunities I should say, but none really matched up to what I was looking for in a school um, that could fit, you know, what I needed financially being, you know, I have five siblings, right? Like, yeah. so, uh, you know, we can't really foot a bill for a small, you know, private D3 school as much as we would like, you know? So yeah. just looking at all opportunities out there, yeah. um, didn't really see one that that fit too well. And uh, a friend of mine at the time mentioned, you know, why don't you look into junior colleges? Yeah. And so I literally just hopped on Google and like looked up the JUCO rankings. Yeah. Uh, and and emailed the top ten. <clears throat> yeah. And basically went from there. Um, from there, I narrowed it down to a couple schools. And uh, Coach Hoover at Genesee Community College just I connected with him well. Um, he seemed like someone I wanted to play for and and had faith in uh, me going out there and and giving it a shot. So. I uh, I decided to attend that school out in Batavia, New York. Um, so I guess I personally don't know anyone anyone else who's pursued the the junior college route. Um, I've mentioned it to some players, but I honestly don't have much experience with 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 that route. So um, you know what what are the benefits of going the junior college route before going NCAA? Um, and, and what was that experience like? Yeah, so. In my experience, you know, I wasn't sure of where I wanted to end up for four years, right? So I think it yeah. was uh, the right decision financially to save, you know, a lot of money. Are and they are they allowed to give you scholarship? Yeah. Okay. I did not receive one, being basically a walk on from Minnesota. Sure. Right. Um, but other kids on on my team did, and uh, you know, they had dorms on campus, cafeteria in the school. It was it was basically just a very small college, right? Um, would be like a Normandale in Minnesota. Right. Yeah. Normandale. I don't know if they have dorms. Right? I don't know if they Basically, have dorms. A couple but of buildings attached to it for housing. Yeah. Think of like a Normandale with lacrosse and right. some dorms. A turf field and a baseball field, basically. Is sure. You okay. Call it a day. Um, so, you know, you save a ton of money and I certainly could have helped myself out uh, more in the classroom in high school in terms of getting yep. help financially uh, attending college. So that's another reason why. You know, that was probably a better fit for me at the time. Um, not tying myself down to a school that I may not like yeah. uh, and possibly having a harder time transferring out versus, you know, I know after my sophomore year, uh, I'm going to work hard for two years and, and boost those grades and play some really good lacrosse. Yeah. Um, and then I can do the process all over again um, with a little more education and, and uh, information on my end. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Cool. Um I guess before we, we, we dive into, I guess, your second recruiting process, um, you know, Midbow has told me, you know, I guess not full on stories, but 
you know, did you play on the reservation? You know what? I guess you know maybe maybe dive into a couple a uh, couple of those stories where you know, I haven't heard them from you, but Midbo's like, dude, this or this, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, out at Genesee, um, it's in Western New York, uh, in a town called Batavia, which is close to a couple uh, reservations. One being uh, just outside of Akron, New York. So. Uh, not too far from from where I was playing lacrosse at the time, so naturally I had some teammates from that reservation or who had friends, um, you know, from that reservation on the team, and sure, and uh, pair that with a couple guys from Ontario coming down who obviously had box experience at you know programs like St. Catharines, uh, stuff like that, just junior junior players at the time, and, yeah, and uh, you know they obviously talk about it all the time, and they're some of the better players on our team, yeah. Um, so me being someone who is trying to get recruited again and uh, improve my game. I just started asking about opportunities to play. Yeah. Um, and the closest one was 20 minutes down the road in, in Akron. Yeah. Um, I went out and uh, at the time they didn't have a juniors team. Um, so after my freshman year, I went out and I paid the $25 tryout fee to pay to, to try out for the senior B oh, team. Yeah. Okay. And uh, made it, you know, there's a smaller team um, in the Can-Am League, and uh, we were kind of, you know, always that team fighting for for a playoff spot. Okay. Um, but for myself, I'm thinking, man, this is this is crazy. I'm playing box lacrosse. Like, this is big time. So um, the, the, their season is in the summer. Yeah. So you, yeah. Did, did you just stay out there? So I just stayed. Yeah, yeah. I got a landscaping job and there just you go. stayed yeah. with a couple buddies all summer. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so it was an awesome time. Um and, you know, an eye-opening experience into, you know, new parts of the game that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Uh, I got to play some awesome teams, you know, like Akwesasne and Onondaga and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so super fun experience, and I ended up sticking with those guys uh, for a couple seasons throughout college. What What's the level of play? What's the grittiness? Um, you know, uh, what, what's a fight in that league? <laughs> So I, I want to hear it all. I tried to stay away from those. Uh, yeah. being, you know, we talked about this. I was uh, one of the smaller guys out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it was intense, honestly, being, you know, a completely new box player. Um, I'm just kind of trying to keep my head up, not getting cross-checked off a pick or something yeah. like that. Uh, but it was super physical, uh, you know, and, and fun. You're playing against, you know, when you're playing senior lacrosse, you're playing against grown men yeah. who – you know, they're not in school, yeah. they're working year round, and then they're looking forward to take some of all, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it kind of, it depended on the game of who showed up and who was ready to go. Yeah. Um, you know, like, for example, some, you know, sometimes NLL guys would show up with Onondaga and, and we're seeing them walk in like, oh man, like, yeah. it's going to be a battle tonight. Yeah. Um, and, and some days, you know, uh, some of the older guys on the team are just, looking to take a couple shifts off. So, yeah, yeah, so it yeah. kind of depended on the game. Um, but, you know, in terms of overall play, it was certainly something that I had to work hard to adjust and, and fit in. Um, and so that was, you know, an awesome opportunity for me and probably one of the better things I've done, you know, for my playing career at this point. Yeah. What, <clears throat> what did, uh, you know, what did you see box lacrosse, um, you know, due to your game? Yeah, so being a defenseman, I think one of the common myths, uh, at least this is what I thought, you know, going into it, is a lot of people or a lot of defenders will think, well, you know, I play defense, box will get me better at scoring, but I don't score 
you know, playing field across and how about everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep, exactly. Continue. I see the look on your yeah, face. It's, it's like, okay, I'm just think about it. I'm, right? I'm disgusted right now. Right. So, so you go in and you don't get that long pull anymore. Um, every decision you make has to be faster. It's physical. You can literally get like thrown off of your man if someone comes and picks you. So your head's got to be on a swivel at all time. Yeah. Uh, you really learn how to communicate. Yeah. Um, calling out those picks. If you don't call out one for your partner and he gets blown up, he's, he's not going to be a fan of yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you learn that really quick. Um, you definitely learn how to defend, you know, a two man game uh, to death. Basically, you get a lot of reps, yeah. which was awesome. And, and just what it did for my footwork, not being able to rely on, you know, getting my, my stick out in front of me as a long pole uh, and really just having to match hips and cross check. Uh, and, and it really added, you know, a physical aspect to my game. Nice. Um, uh, so, yeah, any defenseman out there, you you need to be playing box lacrosse, in my opinion. Yeah, helps your footwork, helps your communication, and uh, you know, I think it's your stick work too. Hundred um, percent. You know, that's maybe another misconception of a defenseman. You, as long as you got good footwork and you can take the ball away, well, if you can't clear the ball, yeah, like, then you're wh- playing defense all over again. Yeah, right? what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. End of your sophomore year, do you got offers? Um, are you emailing schools? What 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 what, is, what do things look like? Yeah, so I was sending out some emails um, going into even the end of my freshman season. Okay, um, a lot of D two schools that I was interested in playing at, and you know, conversely, those were a lot of the offers that I got. Yeah, um, and you know, that's just kind of what I was was into. I was, I was happy to go, you know, where I was wanted. Yeah. Um, this was kind of my mindset of I'm going to do the best I can here at Genesee, play hard, improve my grades, and and the schools that reach out to me and, and make me an offer and, and want me to be there, um, those are the ones I'm going to look at you know closely rather than trying to you know maybe uh, chase that status of playing at a lower level Division One sure. or something like that and maybe fighting hard for a spot um, you know not getting much help. Uh, scholarship wise yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, yep. so I kind of just focused on coaches that reached out to me at the time. And, and that was a lot of the D2 world kind of on the East coast, nice. anywhere from, you know, Lake Erie to Tampa schools like that, Belmont Abbey, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so uh, from there, you know, I ended up taking a visit to Belmont Abbey college um, and I got down there, you know, it's in just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. So the weather's beautiful. I'm sold coming from, Buffalo, New York. Yeah. I visited like February. So I was like, okay, yeah, I could get used to this. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Belmont Abbey gets a lot of flack because, you know, it's a D2 school, but there's a grass field, right? The buildings are old. It's a small, you know, Benedictine Catholic yes, college. Smaller right? school. That's what I've heard. That's yeah. what I've heard. I, you know, and, uh, but I, I've never actually played. There. Right. Like you're not going to Belmont Abbey to, to party on, on Saturday nights. Like, yeah. And watch the golfers roll right, the boat. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not going to big football games or anything like that. But, um, for me, uh, you know, I never really forgot why, I guess not why, but what choices I made, uh, that led me to GCC, right. Not focusing on, on grades as much as I should and stuff like that. So it was actually important to me, um, to find a small school where I had less distractions. Um, and I could just focus on, being the best student athlete that I could be. Yeah. Um, so met, met coach Barrett. Uh, and at the time, uh, coach Wims was on staff. Um, and I just really connected with those guys and, and I had an opportunity to go down there with a couple of buddies from Genesee. Um, and so that's, that's kind of that. I, I just left there feeling really good about wanting to attend Belmont Abbey. Love it. And didn't really have to 
go on many more visits. Did you take any more or was it? Um, no, actually I, I was planning on, Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I'd visited Tampa. Um, and I was going to set up a visit with limestone. Um, but I kind of just hundred man rosters, right? Both of them. Um, but I kind of just really liked what coach Barrett was about and, and the program he wanted or the direction he wanted to take the program. And, and I was sold. So one thing, and I guess me and Ted think this, I guess, I don't know if it's actually a misconception, but you know, we, we think there's uh like a, like a thinking and I don't know if it's Minnesota or if it's everywhere or, but you know, kids are like D one or bust. Like, yeah. We're, we're, we're going D one or I'm done playing lacrosse and I'm going to go to whatever school. Yeah. I, I actually completely agree with you. Um, and, and there's just so many good opportunities out there at, all divisions. Yeah. Um, so my advice to any kid would be check them all out, man, and, and entertain the offers where you're wanted and a coach is really fighting hard to get you. Yeah. Um, you know, you can still play division two lacrosse or division three lacrosse and, and play some really good competition depending on where you go. So we've walked a lot of people through the recruiting process yeah. from D one to D three um, and club even. And a lot of these D two, you know, guys who are landing D twos, you know, you got some decent grades or, you know, or maybe you don't, but let's say you got some good grades. We've seen at the D2 route, we've seen some elite grades and we've seen guys with not the best grades and guys who are getting elite grades, you're, you're compounding academic money with some athletic money. You end up going to school for it next to nothing at some schools, depending on, you know, you're, you're right. Depending on your GPA and, and what kind of player you are. You know, or if you're on the other end, hey, no judgment. I wasn't the best student either. You're getting like you're getting pushed into a college where they're going to help you. You're playing high level lacrosse, and they're and they're going to help you academically through the process and, For sure. and, and get you into a school. So it's like, yes, I get D one's awesome, and and I and I push myself to play there. I didn't and I, I didn't even look at D two. Now it's like D two is the sweet spot. D two is the sweet spot. I don't. That's my opinion. I don't know if you have anything else to add on that, but um, that, that's been something that I've seen now. You know, being on on our side of the recruiting process, helping kids go through. It's like, holy smokes! Like, hey, look at D two a little bit. Yeah, I mean, especially for a kid who really, you know, not only I feel kids are getting caught up with you know going Division one, but um, kids are looking for that athletic scholarship as well, and. Yeah. And that's something that D2 can provide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you still can get that. Right. Um, you know, don't count on it being, you know, a full or, or half ride or anything I, I'm like not, that. I'm not guaranteeing um, anyone a full boat. Right. But, you know, if you say you got some good grades and you're, you know, a high level yeah, player. Yeah, for sure. For you, sure. You it's can just, combine those two things to put together a nice package. Yeah, exactly. For you. It's just another avenue that can kind of help you, you know, achieve, you know, what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, post high school. And I think, you know, obviously you get this at division one and, and division three as well, but just in yeah. NCAA, you know, as a whole, that just the support you get um, anywhere from, you know, I'm sure your freshman year, you had to go to a study hall, right? Oh yeah. Um, same, same when I even transferred to Belmont Abbey being a new student, um, there's athletic trainers around helping you out. Uh, there's strength coaches, yeah. you know, working with your team multiple times a week. Um, your coaches are working full time, probably staying up later than they should watching game film, uh, helping you guys, you know, be the best players you can. And so just the support that you get um, playing in an NCAA program is, is quite the experience yeah. uh, and, and something that, you know, I'll never forget. And I'm sure you won't either. No, I, 
impossible to forget another story or I don't know if you told me this or if I saw this on your social media, but you told your academic counselor that you were going to be a full-time coach or, or you're going to try to go into coaching <laughs> yeah. or, or training or, or something. I don't remember exactly the words or, or the post or, or what it was, but yeah, you got some, you got some flack from them. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of young guys, you know, both in the same industry, you know, trying to do this, you know, what, yeah, I guess tell us that story to, to start yeah, off. Yeah. So basically how that story went is, um, going through the business, business management program at Belmont Abbey. Uh, one of the things you have to do in order to graduate is complete an internship. Okay. And at the time I was actually helping part-time with a club program down in North Carolina. Oh, um, and so, you know, the, the guy who was running the program was super dedicated to, to making it a good product. And even more so than here, there's so many new players, um, who have never played the game before. So really what we are focused on is just teaching the game at the youth level, um, playing some local events and just giving the kids great experience. Anyways, I helped out with them. I believe every year I was at Belmont Abbey. So three years, um, and, you know, get, getting to talk with Brian, who was running the program, um, I told him about an internship that I needed to complete, you know, being that he was a former businessman in Charlotte, I was thinking, you know, maybe he'll have a connection, um, you know, in, in, in Charlotte doing something right. Sure. Um, and he actually kind of just brought up, well, why don't you intern for me? And, you know, kind of learn the ins and outs of this, this program and, and help me, uh, kind of organize things a little bit more, uh, and go from there. And, and that compounded with some talks that I had had with, uh, Coach Lepore, Coach Peruzzi, and Coach Barrett at, at Belmont Abbey, um, I started to really kind of hone in on, man, you know, I don't want this to end. Yeah. I love lacrosse. I want to coach. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of seemed like the perfect opportunity at the perfect time. And so you have to get your internship approved through the school. Okay. Um, so I filled out the form, uh, had had Brian sign it or whatever, and, and I'm bringing it into the uh, the office and I forget what her exact title was, but she's basically the one who had to sign off on, you know, your internship's okay to do. Gotcha. And I, I like hand her the paper and she like looked at me and she's like, you can't like coach lacrosse full time. And like, kind of like laughed at me. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so she kind of like reluctantly signed it and, and I went on my way and, yeah. and did the internship, turned it in. And here I am uh, coaching lacrosse full time. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a guy named Peruzzi. Um, I, I've only met him a couple times. Absolute beauty brings the energy. Uh, we 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 called. Uh, we were in the booth for a high school lacrosse game together. Oh, that, that was, okay. That was yeah, one of the yeah, times yeah. I met him. So, um, absolute beauty and a guy who I can't even imagine playing for. Like after being in the booth with him, I'm like, dude. I'll coach for you for free. Like, like <laughs> right. where, 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 where are you going? Where are you headed? Like, I just want to be around you more. Um, how, how was it playing for him? Um, and you know, anything to say about him? Yeah. Uh, you know, coach Peruzzi along with, you know, my other coaches, Lepore and, and Barrett at Belmont Abbey. I, I couldn't have possibly have more respect for those guys. They're, they've been, you know, mentors to me and, and great coach, but coach Peruzzi, man, uh, being my defensive coordinator and yeah. me playing defense, that guy, like, every day like could just like i'm ready to run through a brick wall for yeah. you like yeah. he just he just knows how um to motivate collegiate athletes and you know he's not much older than us um and in being still kind of a younger coach i think that's why 
um, yeah. just because he gets it. He's he knows what it's like to play college lacrosse. He's actually a Belmont Abbey alum, um, okay. and and for some reason, man, he just just instills that fire in you as a player where you just want to go and and do the best you possibly can. Um, so he was super fun to play for, and, and now he's the head coach at uh, Lewis University outside of Chicago, and and uh, man, talk about a great coach to play for. He's yeah. definitely, they picked the right guy um, to start up a program there and, and have it be successful against uh, some pretty competitive D2 teams right away. Um, so couldn't be happier for him. Um, definitely an awesome guy to get to know. Yeah, we got a couple guys committed there, and uh, I talked to you about it. I'm like, you guys got any guys going to Lewis? Like they're looking, they're looking <sighs> yeah. for players. They're in the Midwest, D2. Man, I know. It's, it's our guys, uh, you know, we have had players go to Rockhurst, um, yep, and ha- and have there. phenomenal experiences. Um, okay, and and so they come back and they tell our guys that. And being yeah. you know that Lewis is now competing with Rockers directly in the same conference, um, that's definitely you know kind of a foothold that I'm sure Coach Peruzzi would love to make is is yeah. possibly getting some recruits who are thinking about Rockhurst. And uh, and I think that once this program gets off the ground, you know, kind of like Rockhurst did or Belmont Abbey did, sure, um, and they see some success. Uh, more and more kids are going to start going. Yeah, I would. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, being you, you can hop in the car and you're home in six hours for Thanksgiving. Like, what do you? Yeah, and you're playing D two lacrosse. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I heard again. I haven't. I haven't been on campus. I actually want to be on. I want to go on campus and and you know when our guys are playing there and see them and see Peruzzi again and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's a good little campus. Um, not little, I should say. It was bigger than you know where I went to school, Belmont Abbey. Um, and they have a lot of unique things there. They have a ton of different programs. Um, yeah, it, it, they have like every pretty, major. Yeah, basically. Um, so you know, whatever you want to study, you, you know, Lewis has an opportunity for you. And and uh, you know, I'm kind of gassing up his program a little bit just because I, I, I love Coach Peruzzi and and I love playing for him. And and you know, it's definitely something that uh, that any young athlete would, would enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's a good little campus, and I'm just excited for there being another Division two opportunity in the Midwest. Yeah, basically, yep. um, close to home. You know, moving back, did, did you jump on the? It sounds like you jumped on the loons right away, or got on their staff, or you know, what what, what was that like? Yeah, so that's kind of a another interesting story. So you know, it's January or February of my senior year. Yeah. Um, I don't have a plan for a full time, you know, adult job yet. So I'm yeah. starting to sweat a little bit, uh, looking at opportunities. I really thought I wanted to go into finance. Okay, um, that's where I studied. Yeah, and and something that you know, I was good at, so I thought. Uh, and, and enjoyed, Got right? grades. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I'm just looking at, you know, entry-level opportunities, you know, wherever I can get a foot in the door. And uh, actually going back to Brian, who was running the, the Mountain Island Club Lacrosse program I interned for at the time, he, uh, he kind of pointed me in a direction of a possible opportunity. Um, I, I even forget the company now, but it just would have been an entry-level, you know, job. What kind of finance were you interested in? I wanted to be a financial advisor. Oh, I did that for a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So something I was super interested in. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather does it. Okay. Um, so something, you know, that's the track I thought I was going to take. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like I told you around the time that I decided I wanted to do the internship with uh, this club lacrosse program rather than, you know, at a bank or something like that, where I'm actually taking that track. Yeah. Uh, you know, my thought process started shifting towards being a coach. Nice. And so being, you know, an alumni of the Loons program, I just reached out uh, to Coach Husak. Uh, just, I just randomly emailed him one day saying like, listen, uh, you know, I'm graduating soon. Um, 
I would love to, to talk about any potential opportunity of coming back and, and helping out. Yeah. And, uh, a couple of weeks later, he was traveling through North Carolina, visiting some campuses. He showed up to Belmont Abbey, uh, watched me play a game and, and we talked about an opportunity from there. And, oh, wow. and so basically we ironed out a plan and, uh, I moved home and was working with the loons two days after. Unreal. Yeah. So pretty cool how that worked out. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be luckier, couldn't be happier. What does, uh, I guess, what, what, what's the day in the life now of, uh, you know, of you? I know I see on social media, you're doing a lot of weightlifting stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's, you know, uh, you know, part, part of, you know, everything you do or if that's just on the side, I'm not sure, but you know, what, 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 what's kind of a day in the life of you? Yeah. So, uh, going back to, you know, just working out and, and stuff like that, it's just something I enjoy to do. Yeah. Um, something, you know, in my eyes, it's a way that I can still continue to compete. Um, you know, yeah. being not, not able to play games anymore right. as much as I'd like. It's just kind of a way to, to set goals and, and try and chase those and, and compete with yourself a little bit. So it's just something I'm super into and, and being a coach. Yeah. Um, I just like to help people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of a hobby of mine, but basically a day in the life. Um, it changes by the season as, yep. as you probably yeah, know, as I know. Right. So, so nowadays, um, you know, you're basically, we have a lot of night training, um, running, yep. you know, for, for example, last night, uh, I didn't get home from coaching Loon's box until, you know, nine forty five, ten o'clock. So you're, you're up pretty late. So I was, out, I was out later. <laughs> there you go. Grinding, <laughs> grinding. Um, so, so as you know, you know, mornings maybe are, you know, around 10, 11 o'clock, uh, if you're working until eight to 10 o'clock at night. And, uh, so basically showing up to the office and the first good chunk of the day is handling, you know, for example, we have a box trip coming up. So nice. organizing buses, hotels for that, um, starting to shift into, you know, exactly what our summer plans are and hammering that out, um, getting all the, the office work, um, that needs to be handled, handled before our evening training starts around four or five o'clock. And then basically from there, um, you know, our part-time coaches are coming in and, and we're coaching nonstop for the rest of the night. Yep. So grinding it out. Yep. It's, it's grind time for our players to come in and, and train and, and use the off season as, as ample training time. And, and we got to match that, you know, with, you know, the, the availability we have to coach them up and, and intensity as well. So nice. it's, uh, you know, as you know, after a day of, of coaching or a night of coaching, you're, you're gassed, man, oh, you're yeah. ready to go home and, yeah. and chill out. So if I get done, if I get done early enough, I go to the gym and just sit in the sauna yeah. and oh, yeah, hit, I feel hit, that. hit a shower with, with my seven towels there you go. and, uh, and, and call it a day. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. But I usually don't get done early enough, so I don't get yeah. to that often. Yeah. I feel that. Um, <laughs> I guess the last program that you're involved with just hopped on as the head coach, Hillmary High School. Um, congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Um, you know, what I don't think I've ever played Hillmary. I don't think Prior Lake's on the schedule. Um, yeah. You know, what? what's the program look like now? And um, yeah, let's start with that. What, what, what's the program looking like right now? So I believe I'm the third head coach in three years maybe or, okay. or something like that. They had two guys before me um, who, who both stayed a season. So Got it. um, it's been a bit of inconsistency in, in just who's around yeah. uh, supporting the program. Um, there's a lot of kids uh, in the program. They're good kids. They're good lacrosse players, um, you, know, you know, who I believe are, are going to be able to make an impact. And, and in my eyes right now, the, the program just needs someone there, yeah. um, you know, for a while. And they just need that consistency. And, and with that consistency, you're able to 
build a culture, yeah. um, right? So, you know, whatever two coaches ago or one coach ago had, you know, in place, uh, I'm sure, you know, what, what I have in mind and what our identity is going to be is going to be different. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's just remaining consistent. That's something that, uh, you know, growing up playing St. Cloud football, um, you know, that's something St. Cloud Tech did an, an amazing job with with their high school football program is, you know, basically when I was a little third or fourth grader or whatever it was, I knew that the end goal was to play varsity football for St. Cloud Tech, right? The high school program was always helping out with the youth. Um, Youth games were always at the high school field, stuff like that. So I think, uh, and and the coach at the time, um, you know, did an awesome job of just creating a sense of family and and community and, and he was there forever, right? And so that's something that I see um, transitioning, uh, in, in, into, uh, Hill Murray is, it's just that consistency and, you know, kind of kids coming up, your younger players, understanding what the culture is and, and being able to, to have that consistency in your program. Does Hill Murray have a youth program at all? So we do not. Um, basically it's, it's whoever is, uh, showing up in seventh grade. Okay. Uh, is, is who we can play with. So gotcha. uh, in my eyes, you know, we need to have uh, some U14 teams competing, right? Um, That'd be perfect. Yeah, exactly. At least get get those kids playing, you know, wearing a Hill Murray lacrosse jersey um, in seventh grade versus yeah. ninth grade yeah. um, makes a big difference. And and so that's one of my goals right away is to, is to find a way to make that happen, whether that's competing in YLM uh, in the summer or, or any other opportunities we have to play games is, is something I want to make happen. And that, that would make sense to me. Yeah, that would yeah, make sense to me. Totally. Just get those, those little seventh and eighth graders, uh, wanting to play varsity lacrosse for Hill Murray. Yeah. You know? Um, and then is there, is there, what, what are the numbers looking like right now? Is there varsity JV or? Yeah. So, uh, I've actually only met the team one time okay. up to this point. Um, and being, you know, the start of hockey season and, and Hill Murray being a, a, you know, hockey dominant school, yeah. right? Um, I'm not sure if all the kids were there. There's probably 25, 30 kids sure. uh, at the high school level there. So I plan on, you know, varsity JV yeah. would love to have a B squad. Yeah. Um, but probably not year one. Probably not. Yeah. Right. And, and basically I just want an opportunity for anyone who wants to come play to come play. Awesome. Um, and, and so however that shakes out number wise, we'll plan accordingly. Nice. Who have you put your staff together or is that like day two stuff? Right. So, so I, I do have an assistant coach as of a couple of days ago. Oh, nice. Um, and so, you know, it's just kind of finding a couple more pieces to the puzzle. Um, and so I'm looking forward to working with him, former player of mine at university of Northwestern. Who's that? Um, his name is Tristan Turner. Shout out Tristan. Yeah. Grew up in Stillwater. Um, was a player of mine for two seasons. Great guy. Um, and so I'm looking forward to working with him. He's definitely going to be, uh, I see him kind of fitting a mold of kind of like a Peruzzi being a younger guy, nice. being able to connect with the kids and, yep. and get him going and, and relate. So yep. he's going to be a great fit. Awesome. We have a closing question. Great. Let's hear it. Um, so uh, the podcast being down the alley, we always like to ask our guests, you know, the closing question, what is your alley? Um, you know, what, what's your passion? What's your wheelhouse? Could be lacrosse related, could be not lacrosse related. Sure. Um, you know, what what's something you're passionate about or your thing or or something that you're just really into right now? Okay. Yeah, I got a super uh cliche answer for you, but I, you know, really love what I do. Okay. Every single day. Yeah. Uh, I love coaching lacrosse. I really love 
interacting with our players um, and hanging out with them, even if it's just, you know, a quick just discussion or messing around or whatever. Yeah. Just interacting with those players is super awesome. But outside of that, you know, like you mentioned before, I really like, you know, uh, working out in the yeah. gym, spending yep. time training. Um, and if I'm not doing that, I'm usually probably walking my dog or something like that. Yeah. So, so those are kind of, you know, coaching and, and working out and, and spending time with family is, is really kind of the, the big three for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I agree with you. Um, you know, we work weird, crazy hours. Um, you know, people are always asking me like, Oh, like how do you do it? Like you're going from here to here to here to here. And it's like, when you love what you do, it, it doesn't even feel like work. Like, 100%. And another thing that's big with me on this one is is the people that you're around, if, if that's your players, that, like you mentioned, or if it's the other coaches, that, that's a big one for me, is like I really love who I'm coaching with. Um, you know, Ted and Katie here at 36. Um, and, then, and then, you know, they've allowed me to bring on staff who, like, I grew up playing with yeah. and, you know, guys that I know. So it's like, I'm always surrounded with people that I want to be around. Yeah. You work with your friends, right? It's, yeah. it's pretty unique. Uh, unlike any other. So it, it makes it super fun. Like you said, when you love what you do, yeah. you know, it does, the hours don't really matter. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're just enjoying it and enjoying being a part of, you know, honestly, something bigger than yourself, you know, like 100%. a team, right? Yeah. So hundred percent. It's great. And you know, what you're doing, what, what we're doing, um, you know, making big differences in people's lives. So, keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Likewise, buddy. All right. Um, again, la you know, thank, thank you for coming on the podcast, telling your stories. Um, and yeah, just thank you for coming down the alley. Yeah, for sure. I'll see you soon. Go week Kings. Go week Kings.